Happy New Year! Welcome to the Lost and Found. I am just energized and excited today because we made it to 2024. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So when I say we made it, I mean God graciously gave us yet another day. So since we're here, we might as well enjoy it. We might as well reflect reflect on the past year and reflect on the joy we expect to inherit and embody in 2024. I want to talk today about new vision. When I say new, I'm really referring to what we choose to do with what's in front of us. Today is about choosing to see with new sensitivity, to look ahead with love, and to loose any lingering burdens. As I sat last night pondering over the past year, I tried honestly and patiently as possible to recall the reality of my experiences. Now, I know this is typically the time where we post our proudest moments and shower our feed with cherished uh, celebrations of beauty, but if we're honest about the nuance and nature of our inevitable experience, there are some breakthroughs that happened on the backstage. There are some silent triumphs and private battles we've prevailed that no neighbor, no other person knew about. There were healings we hoped for. Pain that others could not bear witness. And losses that left us seemingly lost. Through it all, we have found ourselves kept by the power of God's miraculous and merciful love. When we should have lost our minds, we found peace that surpassed understanding. When we should have freaked out, we found composure. When we could not see beyond the waters of uncertainty, God built a bridge, cleared the clouds, and made a way out of no way. Though, if we're humble enough to admit, there have been paths paved, signs shown, and voices sent to confirm, yet still many of us stand today subtly stifled and unable to proceed into the blessing that awaits. In order to gain new vision, we must first be mindful of how we tell the tale of our past. The way we decide to tell the story of our past season can determine whether or not we are we remain trapped or we tear the cage open. I'm going to say that again. How we choose to tell the tale of our past dictates whether or not we remain trapped or the cage is torn open. I heard it like this. Where you've been informs but does not define where you're going. Some of us are still stuck at what was supposed to be a stop, but somehow 
because of our devastation, it became a destination. It's time to go. It's time to move. Corey Tim Bloom said, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Or the Deion Sanders translation, be where your feet are at. I've got good news. Whether or not you've moved on, the world has. The Bible says there's a season for everything. A season, a time to be born and a time to die. In order for you to enter into the glory of the day, recognize that you already have. God will use the momentum of the season to bring you back to the moment. That's why there is a rise and fall of the sun. That's why there is a beginning and an end. God birthed you as the beginning of an intricate plan. This is why we need you. One of my favorite passages of scripture comes from Isaiah chapter 55, verses 10 and 11. It says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. You are about to prosper in the very thing for which you were sent this year. Lucille Clifton said, come celebrate with me that every day something has tried to kill me and has failed. The reason why is because God said, I have so much more for you. Now, the way we tap into that more is through new vision. Vision is vital because oftentimes we only believe what we can see. But if you're only looking with your eyes, I've got news for you. There's more. The greatest visions I've received personally have been from dreams, notes I've received with such an intimate resonance in conversation. You know them things that only you hear. You sitting around a bunch of people, y'all talking, and then you the only one who heard that. I've gotten vision from looking back at old writing and pictures and being reminded of promises and possibilities. I've gotten more vision from a bowed head and open heart than when my eyes have been wide open. What I'm saying is that the key is to look elsewhere. So if you haven't prayed, you should start. If you've been praying, maybe try a different prayer. What shifts is the substance of our focus. Buy a new book. Read the old book. <laughs> Use the equipment you've invested in. Above all, just be open to receiving Actually listen. Consider the silence. And after you've opened yourself up, when the vision arrives, not if, 
when the vision arrives, you have to scribe it. Now, what's the scripture we always hear in terms of vision? Write the vision down, make it plain. So I had to go do some digging. I had to go to Habakkuk for myself. And I learned that the name Habakkuk derives from a word meaning to embrace. So in relation to vision, new vision, part of what that tells me or suggests rather is that there's a need to embrace uh, one's environment, to embrace what we can envision. And I believe that through examining the context of this particular book in the Bible, we can study and apply the framework in which Habakkuk gained new vision from God to our own lives. Keyword from God, because we don't want vision according to the patterns of this world. We must believe that God has a personal word and path for us on our unique journey. So when you go to Habakkuk, uh, it says, I believe in chapter one, it talks about how he prayed. Right. Step one. Pray. Seek. Pursue. Open yourself up. And as he prayed, it says God answered, right? So he prayed, God answered, and he prayed again. <clears throat> now, I'm flipping through the page trying to find the chapter. But <laughs> as what's interesting <clears throat> is that God answered and he prayed again. Oftentimes... When God answers us, we're done. <laughs> we don't continue to seek God. We don't continue to ask any more questions. Once we get what we want, we sort of just dip, right? But he prayed again. What's interesting about the configuration of these chapters, this time he prayed, the second time, it says that he waited. Now, he waited and said, I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the lookout tower. I will watch to see what he will say to me and what I should reply about my complaint. This is chapter two. He waited. Now, this is tough for some of us. All of us in some way and in some seasons um, because we, we want it now, immediately. Sometimes I believe the reason why we need to wait and why God puts us in a waiting room is really so that he can purify us. You do a lot of reflection as you wait. A lot of thoughts start to cross your mind. Uh, when you wait, there is a, a stillness that you sort of have to dwell in. And in that stillness, 
a lot of what comes to you are all the thoughts that you have been running from and dodging in a way you now have to confront those. And so sometimes a prerequisite to the answer as that waiting space, it's so purposeful because it allows us to really sit with our prayers, to really sit with where we're at, to look back on the evidence. How has God already answered me in the past? Is what I'm asking for the right thing I should be asking for? What am I going to do if I get what I'm asking for? A lot of those questions and the confrontation of those thoughts comes through waiting. And as he waits, God's second answer in verse 2 of chapter 2 says, The Lord answered me, write down this vision, clearly inscribe it on tablets, so no one, oops, so one may easily read it. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It testifies about the end and will not lie. Okay, so God is saying, when I deliver the word, download it to the page, write it, use your body, because there's a connection between your hands and your heart, write it, don't forget it, I'm telling you something, but I know you have the capacity to forget especially when things get rough because it's real easy to remember when there is no storm and the weather is clear. But it's when they say the ultimate, Dr. King said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort, but where he stands in times of challenge and controversy. So it's important to retain and hold on to the word, not just when it's easy, but most importantly, when times become difficult, make it clear, detailed, add color, images, whatever you need so it can be understood at a later time. If you're like me, I remember uh, in college, in those lectures, everybody used to be just typing notes so quick. We just trying to get down exactly what's on the slides and you'll just be typing stuff, but you're really not listening. You really don't understand what's going on. You just want to get it down and you're like, I'll look at it later. Then when you go to study, you look back on your notes and you're like, I don't even know what we were talking about. So when they say, write the vision down, make it plain or clearly inscribe it, that's so fashion it in a way that you can understand it and refer back to it so that it can actually be of use. A lot of things that we write down, a lot of things that we take on in a particular moment are not of use in the time when we actually need it. God saying, I'm giving you the end at the beginning. I'll let you get a sense, a taste of the product so that you can be reminded and fueled, encouraged, empowered during the process. I love how it says, it will not lie. It testifies about the end. 
tell the truth. It will tell the truth. So when doubters come to challenge what God told you, come lean on this. Lean on this truth. Lean on this word. Now, God has given me my fair share of words and visions and revelations. Um, I think about just even coming home was a journey. When I was in my last semester of grad school and I was figuring out my next steps, I was like, I'll go anywhere but home, anywhere but back to Chicago. I just felt like nothing was here for me. I just felt like my I, I connected this idea of home with scarcity because it was familiar. I didn't believe that God could be abundant here for me. And so the word I got was go home. <laughs> I didn't know anything else. I, was, I started asking all these questions like, uh, but what am I going to do when I get home? Like, what about work? What about the next opportunity? What about community? What about all these things that I feel like I need to be successful as a young adult? Um, the space to grow and mature. What, what, what about all that? And God just said, go home. I'll tell you more when you get there. And so I listened. I came home and found my way um, working part-time. And that part-time role turned into a full-time role. That's what I'm doing now. <laughs> and it's been a blessing. And it's really not just about the profession. Um, God's blessing to me in that word of come home it is so deep. It's so nuanced and complex and it's so far reaching in its coverage. I have grown as a child of God. I've grown as a leader. I've grown as a, in my profession as an advisor. Um, I've grown in so many ways and God has blessed me with uh, platforms to speak. God has blessed me with um, leadership positions and roles um, to serve in the church and just ways that I've been developed that I would not have been able to do anywhere else. The time I've been able to spend with my family and um, develop a greater just curiosity um, and, and in stewarding over our family history and, and just really being able to cherish these special times in this season of my life. Um, it's been abundantly and exceedingly beyond what I could have imagined. But I listened. I just went. I came. And so um, when I think about last year. My word for the year was build. And so it was the, the year and the period of just incremental growth. When I think about the age 24, so my birthday is on 12-12, and I felt like when I turned 24 last year uh, that it was uh, going to be a period of realization. That's what I felt God saying, I'm about to show you yourself this year. 
And when I say I felt just so led to me and how does that look, I began to walk in greater conviction and courage with the things God was putting on my heart. There's this um, beautiful sermon by T.D. Jakes called, I Didn't Know I Was Me. I didn't realize I was me. The title itself just takes you to a whole different place. But I truly feel like I began to embrace Habakkuk. (laughs) I, I began to embrace who I was in a way that I haven't done ever before this past year. And so my word for this year is established because I've been building And now it's like, I'm going to be able to really settle in because it's a transition that becoming, it truly is a transition. It's something that it's it's a new rhythm you have to lock onto. And I mean, when I think about the lost and found, like I've shared that this started 2021 when I, in my poem, and then it grew into a website. Felt God saying, I made my website. I always drop stuff on my birthday. So my website started um, 2022 in December. And I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I was like, I don't have like videos of like my poetry and writings that I have like to share out. But I felt God saying, just make space. And so it really was a leap of faith. I had the vision for it. I had the idea, the sensation for it, uh, but it still required work. And after I made that website, I started getting these speaking opportunities and started uh, making these videos and I had content to fill it. That's why vision is so important, because God is saying, well, you dig right here. Because I'm trying to build something in your life. And it's not just, you'll find that through what you're doing, you're becoming someone. And so when I look back on the year 2023, the word build, yes, it was many projects and many initiatives I launched. And um, it was about cultivation, but not just in things, but in myself as an extension of that. So... I'm excited for where things are going to go. Um, they say the difference between you and someone else who made it is they kept going. And many of us don't keep going because our eyes are on what's in front of us. Rather than having our gaze on what's inside of us. This isn't easy. <laughs> the, the work isn't easy, but. When you have clear vision, it's easier. Uh, I want to close with Proverbs 29, verse 18. Uh, One translation reads, Without revelation, people run wild, but the one who follows divine instruction will be happy. I like this translation that says, Where there is no vision... 
the people will perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So God's not just concerned about your arrival. He actually wants you to be happy. He cares about your emotions. He cares about your, your quality of life, your state of being. So arriving at 2024 was the bare minimum. I want God's vision for us to sustain us. I want you to have joy from God's personal promises to you, not just the inspiration of others and what he's doing through the lives of the people around you or the people you follow. There is plenty of light and loved reserved just for you. When we seek new vision, we claim it. So this year you need to sing a new song, listen to some new music, pray some new prayers, take a new route. We going to challenge ourselves. We going to eat some new food. We going to meet some new people. And it's up. <laughs> Is really up for us. So we all got some work to do, but it's exciting because this is this is a time where a lot of people are really just open. Really open and, and, and willing more so now than ever. Make the vision board, like actually put it on the page, design it, print it out, do all those things like whatever works for you, but it cannot live inside of your head. You have to breathe it. It has to come to life and it has to be inscribed because when you put it on the page, it has life and, and don't just make it, but look at it. You have to study your vision board daily. Look at it, carry it with you, make it your screensaver, whatever. I literally looked at that vision board like every day last year. When I tell you everything on there came to pass in some way, and that there there's going to be continual um, lessons that I'm learning from it moving forward. Like there are things that came to pass on there that I don't even realize phrases that I may be like, eh, I don't know if I sort of did that. I feel like it all came to pass. Because it all came from him. So as you continue to seek God on your own and and search uh, for your for yourself. I pray that he just continues to reveal himself to you. As we remain open for it. And I hope that you find what you're looking for.